0: Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, please call your doctor. And now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. What in the world are you afraid of? Uh, Do spiders and snakes freak you out? I mean, could it be some looming world crisis that's keeping you scared? Uh, Are you worried about What other people think of you, maybe. You know, whatever your fears are, they are impacting your life in big ways and in ways that may surprise you because the evidence is clear. Living in a constant state of fear will accelerate the wear and tear on your brain and on your body. It will make you not only feel old. Faster, it will also make you metabolically older faster. So anything that negatively impacts your health will necessarily affect your relationships and relationships are the primary reason that we want to nurture vitality and that we want to work on our mindset to find ways to have more vitality. So today we're going to talk about how fear makes you feel older faster and then we're going to dive into strategies that um, will help you overcome these fears and these are all strategies that are free. So this is information you're going to want. Fear is one of the six universal emotions that every single person on earth experiences. So in alphabetical order, the six universal emotions are anger, disgust, fear, joy, sadness, and surprise. And they each have a distinct facial expression. So think of somebody that you know who who sort of seems to live in constant fear. I mean, you can probably see the expression on their face. Uh, They might be afraid of the weather. They might be afraid of the economy. They might be afraid of an illness that they might get that they heard that, you know, somebody else has. I mean, they might be afraid of what other people think of them. Uh, Maybe they're afraid of that a rabid dog is going to break down their door and, bite them while they're sleeping, you know, on and on. The reasons are endless. And of course, uh, death and dying are always at the top of the list when it comes to fears. Now, some some of these fears are real and some are imagined. Uh, and, and fears often have a certain contagion about them. So when you're around these people, you might start thinking, wow, should I be afraid of that too? You know, what if a rabid dog breaks into my house and bites me when I'm asleep and I have to get rabies shots, and then uh, I heard they're really painful, and then what if I can't do my podcast because I'm in pain from these rabies shots, blah, 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 blah. You can imagine. I mean, it just sort of goes down this uh, slippery slope, but interestingly, in a 2019 stress survey uh, of Americans, 71% of people reported uh, being stressed about being caught in a mass shooting. I mean, think about that. That's one of those things that's a perception. I mean, it would be horrible to be caught in a mass shooting, but it's really not a big threat for most of us on a daily basis. Unfortunately, there are common things that trigger fear in most of us. And uh, we can, you know, learn to be unafraid of those, or we can be coerced to becoming afraid of of almost anything. The trigger for fear is the threat of harm. Now, this threat of harm can be physical, it can be emotional, or it can be psychological. But whether or not the fear is real, or if it is simply perceived, it has the same impact physically. So we all sort of make this in this cognitive appraisal of a real or a perceived threat. And whatever conclusion we come to causes our body to respond to meet the threat. So, So while fear has been traditionally considered to be say an, a negative emotion a fear can actually serve uh, an important role in keeping us safe because it will mobilize us to cope with any potential danger i mean we are designed to have a fear response and it was designed into us to help protect us so so how does how does the body including the brain respond to a fear stimulus Uh, it's important to remember that the fear response is adaptive. You know, we're we're designed to mobilize our body's strengths, our body's um, energy, and to get away from the threat. So when we're doing that, our heart rates increase. We need to, you know, we have to pump more blood to the muscles. Uh, Blood sugar increases because those muscles are going to need fuel. Uh, Hormones are released that would empower all of this. You know, we're able to suddenly think faster run faster, jump higher, and to get away. But also, uh, our blood thickens just in case we get injured. Um, You know, but oh wait, you know, when we're scared, we really don't need to be digesting food. We don't need to be repairing and regenerating. Uh, We don't, Really need to be absorbing nutrients at that moment uh, from the food we just ate, and we sure don't need to fall into some deep restful sleep. So the body is great at diverting energy away from the non-essentials. I mean things like the digestive system, and diverting it to essentials that aid in the fight or flight system. I mean to help our muscles and to help our organs to get away from the threat, but fear will short-circuit your brain eventually. Uh, It's great short-term, but it's not good long-term. I mean, this flow of stress hormones will create an overactive mind, and it will eventually, you know, make you unable to think rationally. I mean, you see this all the time in people who are overcome by fear. You know, when they're in this overactive state, the brain perceives events as negative and it stores all of the details surrounding that perceived danger. You know, it stores sights, sounds, odors, times of day, you know, weather and so on as these as, as negative memories that are connected to the fear response. So later those same sights and sounds and other details can trigger, uh, the initial memory. And in some cases people can feel afraid without consciously knowing why. So there's a whole, you know, it's a whole gamut with the, with the fear spectrum, but living in, um, a constant state of fear just causes a lot of physical changes. It can uh, cause gastrointestinal I- issues, I mean, including irritable bowel. I mean, it can increase your risk of car- of heart damage. Uh, fear's been associated with all kinds of things from decreased fertility, depression, fatigue. Uh, many, many things are related to it because it's a constant f- a stress response, the, the biochemical state that fear creates in your body will uh, seriously adversely affect immunity and it will increase susceptibility to viruses and bacteria. Lots of things that people fear, they increase their chance of getting that because they are hurting their immune system with all of the fear. Uh, fear basically accelerates cellular aging and um, this, you know, of course, the design function was to avoid or reduce harm. But it's the chronic fear that has been associated with an increased risk of uh, death and disability. I mean, you've heard sayings such as, you know, she worried herself to death. And you can clearly see in people and even in research how fear makes you age faster when it's chronic. Short-term, the short-term response is great. If you see a rattlesnake, you want to mobilize your forces and you want to jump off the trail, but that's not the kind of fear we're talking about. Uh, Many, many research studies have shown that chronic exposure to negative emotions will negatively impact all areas of physical health. And, and remember, this includes memory too. Uh, memory is so closely tied to relationships. So we this is all about relationships. Our bodies are merely our relationship vehicles. And we want to learn how to better care for them so that we can nurture all the relationships in our life. We want to uh, spend our energy, spend our talents, spend our gifts, you know, loving God and loving people. So so bottom line, we're finding that negative emotions, including chronic fear, can harm digestion. They can impact the immune system. And that all causes an increase in chronic inflammation. I talk a lot about chronic inflammation on this podcast and it's super important for each one of us to understand because I'm confident that you know all the damaging effects of chronic inflammation. I mean that chronic inflammation is involved in at least nine out of uh, the ten top causes of death. So hopefully you're convinced that uh, by now that chronic fear is not good. And many of our daily actions are fear-based. So we want to deal with those. Um, I want to give you an inspiring quote from one of my very favorite dead guys, Dr. Viktor Frankl. Uh, he, He really is one of my heroes. He survived the Nazi concentration camps, went on to write some great books, help a lot of people, and to um, have a really wonderful perspective on all of that. Um, Dr. Frankel says, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, uh, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Dr. Frankel was such an expert of taking an, an Situation and, um, you know, reframing it, looking at it from a very uh, positive perspective, not necessarily saying it's good, but to choose how he thought about it, not to let that situation ruin his life. I love that he says, We always have the right to choose our attitude in any get, uh, given set of circumstances, uh, and, and he really you know, practice what he preached. He wrote a great book that I would recommend called Man's Search for Meaning. He wrote that book just soon after he was released from the concentration camp. And, it, and initially he didn't even put his name on it because he didn't think people would, re, would uh, believe it. But it became a worldwide bestseller and was um, released in you know all these different languages. It's really a great book. So so the question that really matters today is how um, how do you start enjoying more freedom from fear? I mean, how do you actually cultivate faith in your life to improve your health and consequently improve your relationships? Well, I have three places that you can start. I love to say just start somewhere. So the the first area to think about is to define your fear. I mean, what are you really afraid of when you have some behavior that you do think? What? What? Am I really afraid of what? Am I reacting to and why am I afraid of it? You have to become aware of what the specific fear is. You have to name the fear. You know, here we are again talking about the Hebbian law. You know, that's the law of firing and wiring. Um, Dr. Hebb said, you know, neurons that fired together will wire together. So uh, whatever thoughts you habitually habitually think will become automatic. So the key is to become aware of what you're actually uh, you know, wiring together, what you're actually afraid of. So when you're aware, of that then you can take steps to protect yourself you can make us uh, for instance if you're you know really scared of contracting some disease that's a that's a lifestyle based disease then you can make conscious choices uh to to be to make you know healthier choices to lower your risk of that fear disease um or maybe potentially the fear when you define your fear you find well that fear's really unfounded you know what are the chances of a rabid dog breaking into my house at night and biting me and me having to get rabies shots you know probably not very big so um, number 1 define your fear number 2 and this is free also the first one was first one was free um, <clears throat> is to to breathe i mean doesn't this just sound too simple but it really works by taking long deep slow breaths through your nose holding that breath for a couple of seconds and then letting your breath out slowly um you will calm your nerves you will get into what's called a vagal response and that in turn will lower your heart rate it will um it will really start to make you feel calm it will lower your blood pressure and and it add, add, actually helps your body to d- metabolize stress hormones. Uh, there's no magic formula, I don't think, to how many seconds you breathe in, how many seconds you breathe out. It's really to stop and breathe. I mean, repeat this as many times as you need to, to stop the, you know, the fight or flight fear response, to see what works for you. You're the boss of you and you know what will calm you down. So it's, you know, face your fear, learn to breathe, take time to breathe. And last but not least, uh, focus on trusting God. Spend more time in prayer. Uh, There's over 300 peer-reviewed studies on the healing power of prayer. Now, there isn't anything too small to pray about. Um, If it's really that rabid dog, pray about it. The Bible is full of verses telling us to Fear not. We we actually have to rewire our brains with biblical truth, and God is faithful. He will help you build that faith muscle. Um, all you have to do is is, is seek Him. Um, and you know more good news. Faith doesn't require a prescription, and it's free. In, in my own life, uh, I can get really worried about whether I'm spending my time doing the right thing. You know, I've gone back to school. I feel like um, God has allowed uh, that in in our lives, in my husband and I's life. And we spend a lot of time, a lot of money going to school. And I want to make sure that I use all these gifts in the right way. And I don't always know if I am. And that can sort of put me in a fear response. Like, is this the right thing to do? Is this not the right thing to do? But uh, so one of the verses that I that I repeat to myself is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So I have to remind myself that of that. And it is, um, you know, it's just a matter of, of firing that over and over and then getting it more wired in the brain. So whatever that is, whatever area is uh, pertinent in your life, You can do that. So you want to, you know, face your fear, name it. You want to breathe and you want to uh, focus on trusting God. Now, it's important to uh, reemphasize that fear has a certain contagion feature to it. Fear in others can make us more afraid. Um, Not only can fear be contagious, it's almost celebrated in our world. I mean, think about the media. You don't turn on Um, the news in here, good news. You don't hear about how many people you know, fully recovered, say, from, um, from COVID or whatever it is, you don't hear good news. Uh, the, the message really is be afraid, be very afraid. This is very much the norm these days. But if you want to live with vitality, if you want to have energy, you have to resist normal. You, if you want to age more slowly, you have to resist normal. Because consider what normal is in our world. It is dehydrated. It is irritated. Constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, normal is under-rested inflamed and totally stressed out. I mean, fear and anxiety are rampant these days, as if you didn't know. And too many people are controlled by fear and fear has become the norm. We don't want to live that way. Uh, Take baby steps. Now, don't sabotage yourself by trying to tackle the biggest fears in your life. You know, start small, start somewhere. Because, you know, fear is a very highly uh, personal experience and everybody is not afraid of the same things or to the same magnitude. Um, Some people are, you know, terrified of getting audited by the IRS and others are terrified by getting mugged. um, And that elicits this very same physical response. Now, Some would argue that those two are very similar, but Anyway, that's another story. Think about what freedom from fear would look like in your life. A great acronym for fear, F-E-A-R, is false expectations appearing real. Um, now, this this is the chronic fear that's so damaging. Think about what your expectations are and evaluate. Um, you know, look carefully at what you're afraid of. Look at the evidence. Um, start with just one thing that you're afraid of. Sit with your thoughts. Sit with your emotions. Take time to breathe Uh, Spend time in prayer, trust God uh, that he'll never leave you or forsake you, and find people in your life, find friends, find family, wherever you have to find them, uh, that are truly faith-filled and that don't like living in fear. Spend more time with people who are less scared about life. So thank you for joining me uh, for episode 38 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple Together, we're taking the stress out of being healthy, and you don't have to experience accelerated aging. You can start today to change your mindset in this area. Uh, I really appreciate that you're listening and sharing. We're now in 307 cities and 34 countries. Thanks to you. Um, Blessings until next time. Bye-bye.